Welcome, welcome back. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, and, and some would say it's taken a long time, but second well, season is here. I'm sick and tired of the people DMing me on Twitter, Instagram, saying, "Oh, you guys just made a podcast for the for the pandemic. Right. You're not coming back. This is over. It's been." I just looked it up. It's been four months since we last recorded. It was our uh, sports companion show. Yeah. It's been five months since we had a guest. But look at us now. Come on. We're back. The weather's good. We got a new logo. We rebranded. We did. We rebranded. New logo. And I think, you know, I'm, let's blame it on the weather because who wants to do stuff in bad weather? You mean really? podcast in their rooms? Well, it's more of the attitude, right? <laughs> it's more like, I'm not doing anything. It's bad weather. Well, I mean, we had the holiday excuse, and then we had the new year, and I'm like, all right, we'll get to it. And then, uh, yeah, I just kept putting it off, uh, being an asshole. Well, I moved, too. Well, you so moved. I- right. You moved. Uh, I started a new job. You started a new job. That's why you moved. Correct. You know, you know, new guys and, and doing, you know, guys being guys, right? We, right, yeah. I mean, I felt the rebrand was necessary just because we finally got a more professional look and logo. We got us on it, you know, uh, that's a story for another day. Um, but I think it looks crisp. It looks good. Uh, it's going to give us a good vision for Johnny Radio 2.0. And to all the haters out there that did say we're not coming back, uh, you know, in the office when um, Michael was dating Pam's mom? Yes. And he said, um, I'm going to start dating her even harder. Yeah. Well, now we're going to fucking podcast even harder. So you're going to hear us a lot more until the point where if you don't subscribe and listen, uh, you can keep ignoring that. But you're going to still see my social media post telling you to do just that. Yeah. And that's what you got. You just got to blow them up, right? You got to be like, uh, what was that? The Mets GM who got fired because he just kept <laughs> sending well, way too many inappropriate messages. Well, I, I mean, he should have been a little bit smarter to be in that position. And uh, yeah do that um <laughs> but to be fair he had to go anyway so yeah he did <laughs> exactly i mean the, we're mets not are, the, appropriate. the mets are in a much better position for that so good luck to them they're gonna they're gonna need it it's been it's been a tough tough little road for the mets yeah but they got some great signings they got lindor coming in there yeah. they got a couple pitchers they got steve cohen who is fucking amazing i don't care what anyone says uh, all the Mets people in New York are just having a blast. So good for them. Uh, it's been a long time for them. They definitely needed this comment. Oh, definitely. And it's so I haven't been to City Field yet. I'm definitely going to make a trip out there this year. So, uh, fun, fun fact: I went there with Smithwick back in 2018. Well, that's a Queens guy right there. So yeah, I mean, he was right there. I'm like, dude, I'm in New York. Let's go to a Mets game. Uh, and we got we got I splurged for club seats. I bought both. Oh. Of them. And uh, oh, yeah, I remember it, this story. Yeah, that yeah, was great. Did you see a walk off? Yeah, we did. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, it could have been a better game. It worked out pretty well. <laughs> but yeah, good for New York. Good for the Mets. You know, you know, baseball is better when they're doing well. Um, Brad, I got some beef. Okay. Um, so for those who don't know, I moved back up to Philly. So um i'm not recording in houston anymore so we're a little bit closer together maybe a possibility of a of a in-person show coming soon yeah. who knows we'll, we might have to figure that out um but yeah so i've been bouncing between pittsburgh and philly um basically with the move just with my dog just having my parents helping out while i work and and getting all my stuff moved out there um and during a lot of those trips i basically just brought my laundry home to my mm-hmm. parents' house. I know what a lot of people are thinking. They're, I'm just having my mom do it. I actually do it. I'm just bringing it back to do it here. You're using the uh, resources of the of the family home. Well, that, that gets back in. It's going to get into it a little bit here. So I use the resources back here. Um, so I used my laundry. Um, I, I, you know, I used my washer for the first time uh, a couple days ago. I think it was okay. uh, Saturday. Um, so I did. I put my laundry in, turned it on, all that. And then I come down when it's supposed to be done, and my basement is just flooded. Oh, no. Yeah, not great. So it's a 1980s house. Um, so it's not that old, but it's not important because the washer and dryer are brand new when I moved in. Mm. So I couldn't figure there would be anything wrong with it. So I'm like, fuck, okay, what do I do? Uh, so I text my landlord, and uh, 
you know, to figure out what the problem was. And yeah. I'm like, I don't want to live here right now while all this is going on. So I'm just going to go back to Pittsburgh. So that's actually why I am podcasting from my parents' basement, which is about as cliche as you could get it. <laughs> but apparently he just texted me a little bit ago. Um, we just pull it up. He said, uh, pretty sure the drain pipe from the back of the washer did not go into the sink. So wow. when they installed it, yeah. they just completely fucked up. And uh, the water just went all over my basement floor instead. So there's like four inches of water all through it. Um, luckily, I didn't have that much stuff there. So it didn't really matter. But the nuisance, the nuisance, oh, my nuisance. friend, is just a pain in the ass. And see, so, it would have been the pain in the ass too, even if it flooded for, you know, maybe the sink was clogged up or something, but for and the incompetence of not plugging. The incompetence of not connecting a fucking drain pipe. Are you kidding me? That makes it worse. See, I don't know if he did it or not because he probably shouldn't have done it himself if he actually did that. Um, so yeah, I told him like, uh, dude, you gotta, you gotta fix this. Like I'm, I'm going back to Pittsburgh. I'll leave you alone. Just get all the water out of there. So I can yeah. go back to Philly. So, uh, yeah. Um, other than that, though, the house is great. Um, finally settled in, finally moved in. It's good to be back up North in Philly with, with, uh, closer to all yin. So yeah. You know, hopefully we can see you guys soon. Yeah. It was a long, it was a long moving process as well. I mean, it, it, of course, nothing's going to be easy to go from Houston, Texas to Philly, but yeah, I mean, basically I sold all my shit down in Houston. And was like, I'm not moving any of this because I got I got money from my company to to uh, pay for renters or uh, you know like general moving fees and stuff right. like that. So I'm just like, uh, I'll probably just sell all my stuff and then just buy new stuff when I'm there. Of course, and that uh, and that prolongs to the uh, well, that leads to the long um, you know moving process. So um, you know whatever, but <laughs> it is what it is. Finally settled in. Just got to get out there and uh, start enjoying this nice weather and all that good shit. No longer a Texas boy, back to an East Coast guy. Yeah, no longer joining back to the East Coast. Yeah, yeah, no longer a Texan. Uh, of course, they opened up everything when right. uh, as soon as I moved back. So that's you know pretty fantastic. <laughs> that's just and, your luck. Oh yeah, and it's going to be you know Pennsylvania is going to take forever to to get everything back open and every, get everything back. You know, what's weird though. Do people in New York do this? Um, everyone wears masks walking around. Yes. Why? I couldn't, I was so like when I moved, well, to they, Philly, that's the mask mandate thing. Well, you have to outside. Yeah. Or you when get you're fine. walking around. Yeah. You'll get fined if you don't. Are you kidding me? I swear. See, I don't, yeah, know, if it's, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's like that in Philly, but like when I got back there, I'm like, why the fuck is everyone wearing a mask? Just walking around. Like I could understand if you're coming in close contact with people or whatever, but like, right. come on, like that's just annoying. And I, I, I guess it's fine when it's colder, but like, what, what happens when it's ninety degrees oh, in the city? It's gonna be it's gonna be brutal. It's gonna be brutal. Yeah, so I was kind of dumbfounded by that. So like, I imagine I, too how many tan lines are gonna come out of this. <laughs> <laughs> just the bottom half of your face. The bottom like, half. Does it have like white. string marks too? Because like the oh, side, yeah, yeah, yeah. the people with the beards might make out the best. Like you're gonna have to grow your beard back out because I'll just, I'll just avoid. To, I'll just have to do that and keep it. I mean, hopefully things will change by then. But like, yeah, that threw me for a loop. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's like in Philly you have to. So like, I will walk around without a mask because I'm not, I'm not doing that unless I'm talking to someone. Yeah, but I'm like. Yeah, this is pretty inconvenient. A lot of a lot of people here, I will say, have noticed more and more have not been wearing masks walking around. So it's like, well, no one wants to be like the first person to do it, right? They're right. Like, and there's some push. Because I because when I do walk around, I still get that. You get that uh, look. I get that look, and I get that like, am I being like an asshole right now? Like, right. <laughs> should I really be doing this? I'm like, I'll just put it on so I don't have to like think about it. That's the group thing. I don't know. Fuck it. <laughs> but, no, but I have, I will say, I have noticed that. And I was talking to somebody else and I asked him, I was like, have you noticed more and more people taking their mask off when they walk around? They're like, actually, yeah, I have, I have noticed that. So I don't know if it's kind of like at the point where it's like, all right, you know, let's, let's kind of get back to normal or people are just more t irritated by the fact that they have to constantly have it on them at all times and they'll forget to be like, ah, fuck it. 
Well, the worst part is you just you just walk outside and you're like, "Fuck, I gotta turn around, go upstairs, grab it." And I'm like, or if you forget it and you're like about to run into a store, you got to go back and you got to go grab your car or, go like, it or whatever. Yeah, you're like, ah, damn. <laughs> yeah, and you're just like, ah, you look like an idiot. <laughs> Start going I mean, back. I mean, it's gotten to the point where it's pretty like habitual, like wallet, keys, mask, whatever. You know? Right. But still a pain in the ass. It's like a part of that, like that that triple pat that guys have, right? Keys, wallet, phone. Now yeah. it's the fourth thing. Check your face. <laughs> yeah, check your face. Just... <laughs> so the Johnny Radio 2.0 version, uh, presented by the Naked Take. Uh, go subscribe. Uh, you can find us at Johnny Radio Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can find the Naked Take on the same platforms. Uh, Brad, you guys are doing fantastic stuff with the Naked Take. Your show, the Brad Wakai Show. Um, and just, you know, what do you have coming up? Do you have anything planned? What's the game plan moving forward with that? Yeah. So uh, if you didn't listen to the last one I did, uh, I did it with my buddy Tyson. We started talking about tournament teams. We didn't preview the tournament, but we talked about what to expect, ceilings and floors for a lot of the top teams and mid-majors that we could come in. So wanted to give you a little preview there. Upcoming, though, I'm excited. we got a lot scheduled upcoming. Baseball season's around the corner. Uh, I'm going to talk with my buddy who's a big baseball guy. We'll give you some previews. We'll give you some New York flavor as well. Mets, Yankees, preview that. Um, we, Myself and Tyson, we're going to be breaking down position groups in the upcoming NFL draft. So if you're an NFL draft nut, uh, if you just like the draft, if you like evaluation, that's something for you guys as well. We'll be ranking our position groups by fives. And then, um, actually, since I know you're a big gambler, so am I. Naked Take, you know, has a little bit of gambling flavor. I have two people that I know uh, who are handicappers and who, who gamble and have pages that I'm gonna I'm gonna interview them and kind of get some tips, pick their brain, handicapping tips, you know, how they got into it, and then of course I'm gonna go more long form interviews that I've done a couple times on there and just give some some backstories about you know different athletes at different levels good shit man so go check that out uh you could <clears throat> excuse me you could uh, follow the naked take and see all that content online on that website through their social media links um so like i mentioned johnny radio 2.0 we're going to do a little thing a bit different moving forward this is going to be episode one so obviously we've had episodes in the past but with the rebrand we're just we're just going all out starting over man fuck it hell yeah um we're going to be doing a little bit of KFC radio style where we're going to, Brad and I are going to be talking a little bit before we bring on our guests. Um, we won't have guests all the time. Sometimes it'll just be me and Brad shooting the shit, talking about what's going on, you know, on Twitter, on Instagram, in the social media world, pop culture, sports, entertainment, all kinds of media. You know how it is, right? We got to stay up to date, right? Stay up well, to date. This is a good thing because I am notoriously bad at keeping track of things I quote unquote don't care about. I'm like, who gives a fuck about what, I don't know, whoever's doing. But like now with uh, kind of going the KFC radio route, we're going to be talking more a lot about that. So I'm excited. It's going to keep me, me me more in the loop. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I, I like to be informed. Right. And we're going right. to keep it loose. We're going to keep it loose. Uh, if you listen to any of our previous episodes, I was pretty robotic in terms of I wanted to script the intro. I wanted to try to make everything perfect. That's not how radio works. That's not how podcasts work. It's more just a lot of back and forth banter, bullshit. You know. Yeah. It's the sweet, it's basically it's the sweet science, you know. TV's scripted, right? That's UFC, very short pop. And then you got boxing. It's all about the sweet science, how you can flu be fluid and move. So you know, we're, we're stepping into the boxing ring now for, for the rebrand. I love it. Exactly. And uh, later in the show here, we're going to have uh, Will Glick on. You know him as Big Will on Twitter. If you are a follower of Washed Media and their podcast empire that they have down there in Austin, Texas, um, I'm sure you've heard of this guy from the Circling Back Days, now Touching Base podcast. So we're going to have him on. Let's bring him in. Sun is down, freezing cold. That's how we already know when it's here. My dog will probably do it for Louis Bell. That's just all he know. He don't know nothing else. I tried to show him. Yeah. I tried to show him. 
yeah, 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 yeah. Gone on you with the pick and roll. Younger flame here in sickle mode. This here with all the ice on in the booth At the gate outside, when they pull up, they give me loose Yeah, jump out, boys, that's Nike boys hopping our coast This shit way too big, when we pull up, give me the loot Hey, boys, how's it going? Good, man Dude, alright, just be honest, man, how you feeling? Love it Long, stressful day So, chilling out a bit Getting self-conscious, looking at my hair, seeing my uh, my own picture here. You know, it is what it is. Well, it's good to see you, man. Again, we haven't had you on in, well, it's been forever for a couple of happy hours that we never got put up because I'm too much of a lazy ass. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, you're the first fucking guest for this uh, this new rebrand of, uh, of our podcast. So, congrats. Ooh. Wait, you used it on me. Wow. Well, <laughs> well you, 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 you got a caller. You know, you got the button-down look, so. I came prepared. It's You came prepared. Well, it's formal night. Well, it's, it, it's really funny you mention that because I remember one of my first guests was uh, Jamie Ellickman, who um, I knew her from a – I was in Amsterdam. We were just traveling around Europe, and I met her, and then she went to go live abroad in Australia, and I wanted to have her on just to talk about that experience. And it's so funny. And she's, she's a great person, great gal. Um but just the way that she was like positioned, like on screen with, with like a nice shirt and just like so proper. And uh, I'm just like, yeah, we got to keep this loose. You know what I mean? This is like too, this is too formal for me. I can, I can pop top if you want me to. I can go train. <laughs> you know, I want you to be comfortable. This is your show. So I want you to be comfortable. <laughs> I'm sure. You if know, you we'll, chat a little bit more and you want to just kind of double dutch in. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep it casual. So I mean, not maybe not shirtless casual, but we'll see. We'll see well, how we'll it, see where it goes. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. I mean, there's no guarantees here, and we have no we have no real agenda. It's more just us shooting the shit. Because I remember we had you know Will some great happy hour talks, and we were all loose and feeling good. And well, great. And um, yeah, Lance that we had on with you, <laughs> Will he, he kind of did the same thing where he just stood there like all proper with like a college shirt on, and I'm just like. I'm just like there, like in my room, like with t-shirt, beanie on, whatever, just like yeah, beer in one hand, pizza in the other, just slobbing around. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was happy hour. You I mean I had exactly? Be, I had to be drinking a little bit. Sometimes you get sloppy at happy hour. Everyone expects one, at least one person to do that. Well, especially when you do like a happy hour podcast, like everyone starts out. Maybe they had like a drink or two beforehand, but then like you're a half hour or so in, you're like, all right, maybe I'm feeling it a little bit more. <laughs> feeling, feeling a little loose. Like, oh, that's okay. That's hitting. That's hitting now. Okay, and I'm three more in uh, halfway through this pot through this happy hour. Oh boy. And then and then by the end of it, you're like, shit, I just recorded all that. <laughs> now, now you got to go edit it. <laughs> Out of it. Well, I haven't edited anything in a while, so I'm actually kind of excited for that. You know, it's but back to the grind now. Back to the grind, dude. Because yeah. we got a podcast tomorrow too, so I need to turn. I need to turn around this uh, by tomorrow morning, so I'll be up late, <laughs> like usual, though. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Will, I want to talk because <laughs> you've had some great stories with uh, like Will, Dave, and. Um, who am I missing? Dylan in Chicago, right? So for those who don't know, that's Will DeFreeze, Dylan Chivery, and Dave Ruff. They are uh, the three members of the, uh, the Touching Base podcast. Um, excuse me, circ- no, yeah, circling back now. So um, you visited them in Chicago, and you, you were kind of a – you gained notoriety with them because you would call in and call yourself Big Will and, you know, have these interesting stories and um, – what what was that time in Chicago? Like, what, what was that all about? How did that happen? So they had the Chicago meetup, and the I couldn't do Friday and Saturday because I was I had games that I had to skate. Um, so I couldn't make that. So I text I DM Dylan. I was like, Hey man, like two and a half hours away down in Indy. You know, I know I leave a lot of voicemails to you guys. You guys mention me a lot. Like, I'd love to make it up for Sunday if you guys are going to do something Sunday. He's like, oh, yes, absolutely. Come up. 
Uh, here's my number. Just text me. Let me know what's going on. So text him, got it set up. And he was like, so I text him like the night, the night before. And he was like, Hey, just come to the hotel. This is where we're staying. Meet us, meet up with us there. And we'll go out from there. So I get to the hotel and I start calling him and he's not answering the phone. I'm like, Oh, did I just drive two and a half hours to Chicago? Ah. Oh, yeah, Will's, right. from, Will's from Indiana, by the way, for the folks who don't know. Yeah, at the, t- at the time I was living in Indianapolis. So it's not – it's easy drive. It's just kind of lengthy. So I'm like, okay, this is a little annoying. But it was still a little bit early in the morning where I got up there, or, or even earlier than I planned, and called him again, nothing, text. I was like, hey, man, in the lobby, whenever you guys get up and get going, I'm just hanging out down here. And then Micah was walking by. So I was like, Micah. He's like, ah, big Will. Come on up. We're uh, the the guys are kind of like getting right there, getting up and getting going. So <laughs> the first room we go to is Dave and Will's, and Micah knocks on the door. He's like, "Hey, you guys getting up and get going?" And he goes, "Oh, by the way, Big Will's here." And we just kind of walk in. They're both in their underwear. <laughs> They're like, "Ah, oh, well, you're not seeing. This is not the best first impression." I was like, "You guys are good. I know what you did last night." <laughs> this is I expected this. Then go over to Micah and Dylan's room. Dylan's doing the same thing, just lounging around in his underwear. And I was like, hey, Dylan. He goes, ah, Big Will. Ah, okay. Guess I uh, should uh, maybe cover up a little bit. Then uh, we uh, recorded a pod when I had a bit of a Sunday fun day. And I ended up actually staying the night there with them because I uh, couldn't really make it back down south. <laughs> See that, that that was a big time ha- Sunday happy hour. Now was it you're hitting the pub or is it more you had like bottomless brunch? What type of environment was it? We it was kind of a little bit of bar hoppy. Okay, uh, we at, a, at a solid brunch. I can't remember the name of it, but it was it was good. And they had some just bonkers Bloody Mary bar. It was anything you any talking that you could have ever wanted. It would have oh, been man. there. Micah was that place. Yeah. Oh, food was great too, and Micah was just going nuts. He's like, did you guys check out this Bloody Mary bar? Guys, go check out the Bloody Mary bar. You got to go look at this thing. He's got some kind of condition because he's got so much energy and so much enthusiasm. I guess he's out of the media game now. Do you know that? He's out of it, but he's in it. You don't, you don't ever get out. It's like it's like joining MS-13. Blood in, blood out. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> See, that just proves to you another point where like the benefits of like social media are so great. You know what I mean? Like you would never get to me- like meet these guys and do that without just being like, you know, fans of the podcast, DMing them and being like, Hey, you know, let's have some fun. And the same thing with like all the meetups they have. It's like a great opportunity to meet people and just kind of socialize with like-minded folks, you know? Absolutely. I mean, there's, I, I know that, I mean, there's a lot of different podcast communities out there. Um, but I really do think that the toucher backer kind of nation is one of the strongest ones out there because I know that like a lot of times, depending on what city I'm going to ref in that weekend, I'm only really tweeting out, uh, hitting up, you know, I'll be in Knoxville this weekend. Hey, I'm going to be in Birmingham this weekend. I can normally count on one or two people shooting me a DM and being like, Hey, I you know I lived here for a while. Check out this place. Or hey, I live here now. If you want to grab a drink after your game, give me a shout. And let, and but if you're not able to, you need to check out these places. Everyone's super helpful, super nice. Everyone supports the ever living piss out of each other, which is amazing. You can always you're always you you tweet out something that's even halfway mediocre, and someone's gassing you up by saying looking good, king, something along those lines. So that's. I, I absolutely love the backer community because I mean I've met. It's also enabled me just to meet a ton of people everywhere. I mean, Matt, I met you through this. That mm-hmm. Realistically, probably would never happen. And then obviously, Brad, I meet you through Matt. Right. That, I don't think that all happens unless you have one of these weird, kind of weird, but still awesome social media communities. Yeah, it's just a web of networks that keeps expanding with more people you get to meet, and like this podcast yeah. has given me to do just that. Like. You will obviously, and other people that do podcasts. It's like, fuck. Like I get to meet people in Charlotte, Atlanta, online. You know, people used to make fun of like, uh, like video game people. 
you know, that oh, they yeah. like, like play video games with online. It's like, oh, you just have online friends. Well, right. uh, po- like podcasting is the same thing. Like, fuck, like I know all these people on Twitter, Instagram. I'm like, I would have never met you, but like you're pretty cool. So worked out. Yeah. Do you have any crazy stories? I'm curious about this from like, you're going to meet up with somebody in the, in like the community and you're just like, ah, you know, this is what I thought of this person as, or this is the impression I've gotten online or through the podcast. And you meet up with them and they're either insane or like, you don't like them or, you know, something like a wild story like that. No, nothing that I would say is wild. I've traveled fairly large distances to go hang out with some different backers. Like I've flown out to like DC um, I took a trip down, like I drove down over to St. Louis, which was like four and a half, five hours away okay. uh, to go meet up and, and hang with various people. Um, nothing real crazy happens for the, for the most part. We, we actually, uh, right after touching base kind of disintegrated, uh, we had like a tribute meetup where I met up with six or seven other, other touchers or backers. And we just got absolutely wrecked in uh, Nashville for a weekend. So, I mean, outside of that, just blacking out with the boys and girls. Yeah. That's kind of the craziest thing that's happened thus far. It's like a spring break vibe. Yeah. You know, you get that feeling you're just juiced to see somebody that obviously shares quite a few similarities with you. And you just kind of vibe right off of that. That makes sense. Yeah, I know they just had a meetup in Dallas. I, I know KJ was there because we had him on um, couple, five months ago. Um, but, uh, yeah, I know people that flew down from D.C. to Dallas to go hang out with them. Like, that's insane. That's Yeah, it's 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 awesome. It's a, it's, it's a great community, and everyone should be a part of it. Except for yeah. assholes. assholes. <laughs> yeah, so for those who don't know, uh, like I mentioned before, uh, Circling Back, formerly Touching Base, used to be part of Grand X. Uh, if you don't know Grand X, it was the company that housed TFM, TSM, all those ones before they folded. I wonder, <laughs> do you know who operates those uh, those Twitter uh, accounts, like the TFM ones and PGP? Because they still nope. put out shit. They do. Don't know who, but I know I'm blocked by him. You're blocked by him. <laughs> yeah, they blocked me. What'd you do? Uh, when the when they like put up that they put out some tweet about some new podcast that was basically touching base redone. Uh, Everyone piled in on that, and then. Yeah, they they blocked me. They were they were heavy in the block hand that day. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. My so my claim to fame one day would be to get blocked by someone important. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been blocked on Twitter that you know of. No, nah, you're, you know, you're right that I know of, but I don't. There's, there's got to be some sports person out there that did something. Maybe. You pissed off someone somewhere along the line. I mean, I just don't tweet enough, and I don't have a big enough following to get blocked by someone. I well, guess unless unless I constantly DM them or something. Yeah, That'd, I feel like that would be like if you just ignore somebody a few times. Like I don't think you need to block them. You know what I mean? That's for that, I would never do that. If I block somebody that way. Have you ever blocked somebody? Like, well, or yeah, I've got like I probably got maybe 10, 10 different accounts that blocked. What was it? They're like harassing, or they're just. Oh, no, it was just annoying. So I was like, no. Okay. I went, skipped right over the mute and just went, no, no yeah. forever. You went yeah, straight I mean, to the block. I mean, with Twitter, I, I've definitely put in those, like, you know, you can put in words to, like, not see that shit come up on your feed. Oh, no. I have so many. I, yeah. I kind of really playing a game now of what word is in here because they give you a little warning. Hey, this tweet contains words that you decided to not want to see. I'm like, okay, let's see what that is. And I'm like, which of these normal words are worth that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe you just forgot. I mean, like, I know, like, during the election, I, I did a bunch uh, just because it was annoying and I didn't want to see that shit. But, like, I mean, no person really annoys me that much. I find it more funny. Like, Twitter is just a, a cesspool of trolling and, like, funny shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's all good fun. 
for the most part. It used to be like way more fun when, so I got it. When did I start? Like early high school or something. And I've just seen it progress. And now it's just a bunch of crap. Like it's just literally a cesspool of crap. Like it used to be so funny and so fun. Now it's just like, you have to search out the good. Whereas it used to be all good. You had to search out the bad and it just completely flipped. I'm like, Oh God. I remember when it used to be great to have a Twitter account and everybody loved Twitter. Now it just sucks. As I say it, as I'm addicted to Twitter and I'm constantly refreshing my feed. <laughs> Dude, I don't even tweet that much. And I'm addicted to Twitter. I just constantly like I, I like I'm using Instagram less and less. I don't know why, but like Twitter, I'm just like, what's happening now? What's going on? I need yeah. to know. I don't know. But like I've done a good job of like filtering out like what I need to follow and who I need to follow. But I don't know. I still like seeing all the the, the funny, stupid shit that comes across, Absolutely. which leads us to the fucking shrimp. Oh, my. dude, I was just I, reading about this today. Okay, you read about it. I did not because I I don't even know why. But, like, what what's going on with that? Have you seen this, Will? I, I, I did. I think it's bullshit. I don't think it's real. Really? So I, I have this inherent obsession is when I love to read threads, and I'll go back. So if I see a tweet from, like, let's say an hour ago and it's linked to something from three days ago, I will read every single tweet going back to three days. Like I just have to know the context. Yeah. It's crazy. So I'm reading this. So I'm seeing this thing. Cause big cat tweeted out something about how he's going to go after general mills. It gets to that point where he, he needs to get involved. And so I'm Wait, like, for what, for what reason? Uh, I don't know. He's, he's feeling confident cause he, he beat Airbnb for coach Doug's our, our guy, uh, coach Doug's. Um, Again, this is all for me reading through his Twitter feed that I did not see before. But anyway, so th this guy tweeted out that there was shrimp tails in his cinnamon toast crunch. And it was kind of like a joke. It's like, oh, that's pretty weird. Like, you know, it's pretty disgusting, blah, blah, blah. And so he DMs General Mills and cinnamon toast crunch. And he's like, hey, there are literal shrimp tails in my cinnamon toast crunch. And they're like, okay. Um, let me see that. They look and he's like, actually, those are large clumps of sugar. And he's like, no, they're not. <laughs> they're large cl clumps of sugar attached to shrimp tails. And so it's a whole thing back and forth. Now, General Mills, they're like DMing back and forth. Now he's like looking at other parts of the cereal. There's like black um, crust or whatever, like baked into it. People are telling him it's like rat shit. <laughs> it's just like a whole it's like a whole thing well don't like the uh like the shrimp tails and shrimp they like the black stuff's like shit right that's what people are saying now so that's that would make sense but it's unconfirmed right because yeah. it has to go to the lab for analysis because i think the guy said he's doing today so <laughs> at some point some live shrimp was in his cinnamon toast crunch shitting in there, went through the sugar machine into the bagging process. Someone mm -hmm. ate it, but yeah. then go back in. I mean, there's there's just a lot of moving parts. Here. So here's the theory, right? Somebody of course, there's a theory, yeah. Here's the theory, and then people are kind of you know trying to go through this theory and you know disprove an ad and then try to get the scientific process in here. Somebody was either playing because one of the other bags was a family size pack. One of the other bags was taped up in there. So somebody was messing with these bags, whether it was in the factory or not, who knows. But they're thinking somebody along the way, maybe it was eating shrimp, got into the bag somehow. Then the rats got into the bag or one rat, and then it was shitting in the bag. What if and the rat it, carried the shrimp into the bag? That could be a possibility. That now a lot of moving Only parts. Because like the shrimp couldn't down. couldn't get in there alone. Right, right. Because it wouldn't just be able to jump out of the ocean into a <laughs> cinnamon toast crunch bag. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it was all over Twitter. I was I was, and then and then like what stemmed from it was like all the I don't know they put like shrimp tails on like every food right and like yeah, I saw like Oreos meat. and like. Yeah, this, the the memer started going nuts. Like it was uh, somebody was like, "Oh, I know the culprit." And it was like Captain Crunch. He was like dropping shrimp tails in his bag of cinnamon toast crunch. So, see, I love people. It, I love, it was good. It was good moment of Twitter. I love people. Great. That's what. See, that's the reason I love Twitter because they could take something like that and run with it. And even though it's stupid as hell, we're talking about it right now. Exactly. It was it was fascinating to me. Now, Will, it seems like you're 
skeptical. Now, do you think he you're skeptical because he planted the shrimp tails? This is all yeah. a fabricated story. Oh, he's yeah, a disbeliever. Yeah. <laughs> and he taped it up himself, and he's just like, I'm going to get clout. Oh, okay. <laughs> he took to a black fair, marker. To be fair, it worked, yeah. Yeah. Like a black marker colored the – you'd have to be a sick individual to do that. Have you, have you seen the people on Twitter? <laughs> I know. They're crazy. It's the craziest I bunch of people. Exist. That's, that's sick. There You know they're on Twitter, too. I know. Yeah, you're so right. So all the sick people are on Twitter. All the sick people are on Twitter. Yeah, it's because I, I I'm I'm not like a big Reddit guy, but people say there's like crazy stuff on Reddit, but I can't figure that. But I'm like, is it crazier than the stuff you see on Twitter? Because that place is nuts. I think no. it's the same way, right? But like, I never got into Reddit really either. But it's just like one of those things where like I assume you see a thread and you go down into a wormhole of just. <laughs> I don't even want to know. I don't want to live in that world. Have you, ever, have you ever clicked on someone's tweet and then like looked at their profile, forgot what you're doing, scrolling, and they're like, wow, why is, you know, Charmander175? Why am I seeing like, this is like all his tweets. What is going on? They're like, oh, I'm still on the profile. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> like man, this guy tweets a lot. If I follow him at some point, <laughs> they just they just gave me one hell of a data dump here. Yeah, <laughs> here's what you missed. All of this one person's tweet. <laughs> like, did I really need to see that Twitter? Did I really? Come on. But yeah, the rabbit hole thing. Actually, my favorite rabbit hole profile that I go down on is um, Larry Johnson's, the ex Penn State running backs Twitter. And if you haven't checked it out, it's it's very interesting. A lot of like Illuminati type of stuff and like big conspiracy stuff, and it's just, all that stuff fascinates me. So I, I love going on his Twitter page and like late at night and just being like, hey, I'm bored. I'm just going to scroll through his Twitter and just go nuts. <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely not like a conspiracy theory guy, but I do love going down that shit because it can be entertaining. Um, I do that with Wikipedia articles. Like I'll start oh. somewhere. I'll start at like, I don't know, let's say NASA and then end up like the, like a green apple fruit. Like, I don't know how the fuck I got here. <laughs> it was like NASA partner Apple along the way. It's like Granny Smith originated from <laughs> all those extra hyperlinks that you can click. Like there's no end to the road. It's just one big continuous circle of content. It's it's great. I mean that that's honestly like what what I love about the internet. It's like forget connecting with people. It's like going down hyperlinks and these rabbit holes. <laughs> that's what I use the internet for. Yeah, anyone who ever says they're bored is full of shit. You should never be bored. There's always a hyperlink that you can click. Solve the hyperlink. <laughs> so, Will, you got uh, you got new golf clubs? They're coming. I got them ordered. All right, what do you got? Ooh. What do you got? I got the uh, the new Callaway Apexes. Okay. Sick. Yeah. Now, I, uh, did you try these out? Or um, yes, I did. Okay. I went, went and got fitted, and then I'm very fortunate because I've got a buddy who's an engineer uh, with Callaway, so I ordered them through him, and then got them for a very, very, very cheap. Significantly nice. cheap for it. So that's like, yeah, I can justify spending this money. What do they usually run? Normally like thirteen hundred dollars, and I got it for like seven. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, great. that's what I got my Nikes for that I've used twice in the past three years. <laughs> well, it, you save so much money on the purchase that you can justify the use of two times. You know. I mean, hopefully, I could justify like, hey, these are going to last my lifetime. Yeah. Oh, there you go. But uh, given my history of breaking clubs, that's probably not the case. No. And it's, and it's not because they break because of a manufacturing defect. That way. <laughs> yeah, I got to be careful. Because I, I snapped my last six iron around my neck because I was so mad. Oh, what? how did you do that? Like, like the Bo Jackson style? Pulled it forward. Oh, okay. Shank, shank two shots in a row, and I'm just like, God damn it. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I figured that would hurt your neck, wouldn't it? No, 
See look this? at this guy, dude. Yeah, look at this guy. Yeah, I guess they call him Big Will for a reason. Yeah. That's a, that's a big guy right here, snapping six arms around his neck. It's like a Bo Jackson over his head and then Will around his neck. Those are the two <laughs> defining moments of – Yeah, I just did it over my, my knee. Physical. I just did it over my knee like it was, so – as long as, you feel, as long as you felt better, that's all that matters. I felt good for a second, and then I it clicked to me, and I was like, "Oh, I don't have a six iron now." Great. That's the thing. Yeah. you got to do it later in the round. You can't do it on like third hole. Oh no, it was it was back nine. The frustration had, was already just seething through my, through my veins, and it was just uh, it wasn't great. Yeah, I've so thrown one or I've thrown one or two in a lake too. I'm not proud of that. <laughs> You gotta bring like goggles or in your bag. So if you, you gotta go and dive in and get your clubs. I'm sure the people that go dive for golf balls could find a few clubs of mine down there. <laughs> what you gotta do with your old clubs, Will, is you gotta every single time you gotta grab one of your old clubs, put it in the bag, so that whenever you get frustrated, you can break one of the old clubs. Well, you gotta have the patience to be like, okay, you gotta stop you, be like, all right, I gotta break this club. I gotta go to my bag put my club in, take my old club out, and then break it. And by yeah. then, you might get to the point where you're like, nah, I don't want to do this. I don't want to stop. Yeah, I don't want to break my club anymore. No, I'm just afraid that I'll grab the one of the new clubs and then accidentally snap that and then realize, oh, shit, I snapped the new one. <laughs> but, yeah, you, you have, like, two six irons. Like, oh, which one is it? You can't can't tell which one it is. Yeah, Didn't the, other one. the back what? of the club, make sure I grab the right one. Just done. Done. <laughs> <laughs> On the end of my old set, I think I had like a wedge, a four iron, a seven, a nine. It was pretty sparse. Yeah, that doesn't sound great. I wasn't working. I wasn't. I wasn't working with much there. No. But hey, I'm thinking like as long as I have a wedge, a four, a seven, a driver, you can at least knock it down there. You know. Oh, I, I down the hole. I broke my driver moving back to Philly. How it like on the on the track? I just broke the shaft like off the head. I tried to fit it like I put it like in this nice golf bag. I tried to put it in my truck. Wouldn't exactly fit in the bed. So I'm like, it's probably close enough. Put the thing up. Oh brutal. I broke my driver in high school that similar way as well. I we're going to a golf practice, and I put my bag in my buddy's trunk. It was pretty too small of a trunk. We hit a speed bump. I share a. I'm like, uh oh. I hope that wasn't my clubs. And I look, of course, it's my driver. I'm like, I guess I'm hitting three wood for like a year. And so I finally got the driver back. It was so hard to adjust back to a driver because the the head on the driver's just so much bigger. So it was it was like I was basically not using a driver for like a year and a half because I had to readjust because everything was just slicing right. So I've never broken a club. Kudos. On purpose. Yeah. So Will, how's uh how's the uh refereeing go for ice hockey? It's so slow right now. I skated not this past week and the weekend before. And I don't know what I'm gonna. I don't know when I'm gonna skate again. I it's it sucks. There's so many. There's so many guys that they're trying to use, and there's not a ton of games. So it's just like, all right. Send me what you got, and I'll take it to work it. But it's like really nice to know when I'm gonna work again. Um, I don't even think I asked this to you before, but what's your best story ever from refing? You got one. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing that I could really tell. <laughs> nothing that I could t- really tell on here. The uh, the, uh, the closest <laughs> one, the, clo- the the most friendly one that I won't get in trouble from other people on. Sure. Um, was up in uh, was up in Peoria, and uh, the guy that I'm skating with, uh, coach, coach is just feeding him just. Giving it to him, or I'm sorry, the assistant coach was the head coach wasn't talking to him. And my buddy mouths off back to him and he goes, Hey, you're not you're not gonna move up into any of the leagues. You're gonna be stuck down here, you know, if you have an attitude like that. Looks back and goes, Do you do you think this is like my full-time job? 
does it hurt to know that your career is my hobby? Oh, man. And then he skated away. So we period ends. We go in the locker room. He tells, he tells us this. And I was like, all right, I'm going to stand between these two benches. You go to the other side of the ice because I know he's going to come over and say something. <laughs> so the assistant comes over to me. He goes, are you, are you Glick or are you Bubba? I'm not, I'm not, I can't say the guy's name. Um, and I was like, I'm, I'm Glick. He goes, well, you better tell him to, to get an attitude change. He's, he's not going to – that's that's just terrible. I go, well, uh, what would you say to him? He goes, well, uh, how long have coaches been feeding refs? I go, how long have head coaches been feeding refs? I guarantee you if you didn't say something mean to him, he wouldn't have said anything. And by the way, this is also not my full-time job either. Oh, man. Either way. God. Sweet. You just killed this guy. Oh, mercilessly. It's you know what? I do doing the lower level pro games is a lot more fun than doing like I there's a league that I that I skate for that uh it's called the USHL. A lot of NHL draft picks come out of there. I would so much rather do the minor men's the minor league men's hockey than doing those games, even though the skill is better in those five times over. Working with professionals. They know, you know, it's two, you're two men talking to each other. They know that you've got a job to do. I know that they have a job to do. So you've got some mutual respect there. And you can kind of, you know, curse at them when they curse at you. And there's a little bit of leeway because they want to see that, hey, this guy's not just a wet mat. Versus, you know, some of these younger leagues that, you know, as soon as you say one, one curse word at a kid after he's told you that he's going to, you know, Come kill you. He's going to burn your house down. And you're like, hey, why don't you shut the fuck up? Coach, <laughs> And then we're getting a phone call afterwards saying, did you say a curse word to this player? It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Well, you know, let's talk about how you could have handled that better. It's like, well, uh, I'll well, work with the men who get it. So that's, you know. Yeah, I always wonder what those conversations <laughs> are like. I mean, you would think hockey would be like the most like, fuck you, fuck you. Like, I don't know, compared to like, but then like, I guess compared to like baseball or the NBA or like NFL, like what the actual conversations are like between the players or refs. It's so I've got uh, I've got quite a few friends that will do, will ref lacrosse. He said you don't hear a peep from anyone. Um, I've got a buddy who he doesn't ref hockey, but he does uh, basketball and football, and he said he, they know that if any player says anything slightly derogatory towards them. They're gonna either they're either gonna get a personal foul, they're gonna get a technical. Whereas with hockey, everyone just feeds us the whole time, <laughs> just merciless. And it's nice with you know a lot of like the younger youth leagues, you can take care of that no problem. When you start to get up, they're like, hey, you know what? There's gonna be a little back and forth. And then once you're working to the pros, as long as you're not you know saying anything personal about each other, and it's just you know fuck you, fuck off, you know get the fuck out of here, go away that's perfectly fine. So it's, it's interesting dynamic and what people in other sports tolerate when it comes to officials versus what hockey does. Yeah, that is interesting. I, Cause I come from a basketball background in high school. You, you can easily like shut down any descent towards a ref, you know, be just because, Oh, one technical. Now the kid looks, you know, now the kid's in trouble. Cause like technical is like the worst thing you can be, or you can do the coach is going to run the team. But, but I feel like when you get up to like the higher level, you know, college or NBA, they they like just are constantly just especially in the NBA just going at the ref. I just I want to know what they say. So like when so you're getting fed, so you probably have a greater sense than anybody. So you're constantly getting spoken to. So is are is that like cussing? Is like come on, you gotta like do this, you do that, or what is that even like? I mean, they're they're cursing. They're you know, you know what the, what the fuck are you doing? What are you even watching the same fucking game as us? It's rarely ever you know a direct fuck you. Yeah. Has, has it happened? Yeah, and at that point, it's just like, all right, I, either I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you one back, or you know, I'm gonna skate away because we don't really need to talk anymore. Um, it's just a lot of person that's peppered in with that's, you know, the normal way that you, you know, basically the way you would talk at a bar, right? You know, they're peppered in there. You know, what the fuck was that? You know, what the hell are you doing? Stuff like that. It's it's really directed, you know, specifically at you. Okay. 
Because I, I, I remember, like, growing up, like, I played soccer in, like, middle school. And I had a penalty. I had some penalty call on me. And I was like, are you kidding me? And immediately got a yellow card for it. Oh, because oh. wow, that's the bare minimum, I would have said, you know, to a hockey referee. <laughs> so let's pivot to uh, talking about Barstool, because I can't do this podcast for some reason without talking about Barstool at some point or another. Um, so they got their sports book that just opened in Illinois. Uh, well, I don't know if you're a gambler or not, but they're opening up in Indiana uh, in the coming months in New Jersey as well. I, I already have it on my phone. Um, I actually went up to Michigan at the beginning of the month hmm. and uh, got excited because I was like, yes, I can finally use this Barstool app up here and play some bets and didn't win. Well, that's what I was like when I was uh, living in Texas. I was like, when I would go back home to PA, I'm like, yes, awesome. I could do this for like a day or two. Yeah, it's great. And it's what's what's even better. I love their app because they have their parlays are fun. They're basing yeah, they're custom, yeah, they're custom to like and they like have odds boost for like you know certain games or matches or whatever. Like they do really unique and specific things that cater to like the barstool like you know people to follow them. Yeah. Compared they, they to like DraftKings or FanDuel, it's just more universal generic stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, and I like how Barstool they uh you can keep track of like your net, so like how much you're up, how much you're down. It's kind of nice. <laughs> Overall anyway. Seeing how much you've deposited since it uh came out, it's kinda kind of you know, <laughs> Oh yeah, I was like, geez, no, I wish I didn't have it. So wait, so were you all, were you like when you're in Indiana before you know Barstool? Are you doing anything like any DraftKings? I know that's legal. FanDuel, I think BetMGM is legal in Indiana. Are you doing any of that, or are you just waiting until Barstool gets goes Wait, active? For an, for an app, I'm waiting for Barstool. Um, we've got we've got a well, I think it's a Caesars now. It was Tropicana. We've got a casino here in town that has a, has a William Hill sports book. Okay. Well, a lot of the times, I kind of force myself. If I want to place a bet, I have to go there to do it. Okay. Something about gambling on my phone that just doesn't seem real. <laughs> and if I have to go to the ATM in the casino, hang on, I'll even start past that. I have to go downtown, find parking, walk my happy ass into the casino. It's a lot of steps. A lot of steps. There's a lot of steps. And each one of them, you're like, is this the right move? Should I be doing this? Yeah. Do I need to place a bet? Should I go down there? Oh, no, I'm here. And have the odds change. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I have to, like, it's, I have to make it feel real and know that it, that's my heart. That's my hours this week that I'm handing over to you. Right. And it's, and it's like uh, when it's over the app, it's just, it's not real money. You know, it's Fugazi, yeah. Fugazi money. It's not real. Yeah. Yeah, it's something about like the, the the brick and mortar aspect of holding the cash, holding the ticket. It's like, okay, all right, this is real. Because I went back home for Christmas, and uh, I'm from Montana. They legalized not a not a whole brick and mortar with a sports book, but you can place it um, through like a kiosk. And so that was like my first like true brick and mortar experience. Like, okay, I'm gonna go in. I, I got I got whatever amount of money. I'm gonna put it in the machine. It's gonna give me the ticket. It's like, all right, if I win, then I'm going to go up to the counter. I'm going to get the money back. It's like, all right. Instead of on an, on an app, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm up whatever it is. Like, perfect. I'll never see that money. I won't touch it until, you know, it's what, the end of the week or whenever you want to de- de- deposit or withdraw it. Yeah, that real fun money never actually comes out. It just goes <laughs> but longer. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, big kudos to what Portnoy and Barstool are doing and with, with Penn, like – I, I sold their stock when it was at 90 and I'm kicking myself still. Buy back in. Yeah, I know. Actually, it, it dipped right now. So it I did. Should. Yeah. Yeah. I so saw that on his Twitter. Will, remember when we, we were talking stonks way back in the day? Did you, uh, oh. did you get, no, I, did you dabble with that, uh, AMC or, um, yeah, AMC or, uh, what was your one? Red GameStop. Book? GameStop. Yeah. So, Back in October, November, um, I 
picked up, I had read a couple articles and I hadn't joined Wall Street Bet. I don't, yeah, no, no, I had been in Wall Street Bets and I saw them kind of talking about GameStop. And so I'd read a couple articles about, you know, some big deals that were coming up. And I bought in at like 16. I think I picked up 40 or 50 shares. Jumped out at like 27-ish. And I was like, yep, it's done. No more. It was like right around. I it was they just did their deal with like wind with Microsoft and the PS5 was getting ready to come out. So I snagged it up. I was like, all right. Sales should boost up. We should see a tick up. I'll get in, get out, be tactical. Awesome. Little did I know that if I had held on to those 45 shares for a couple months longer, uh, daddy would have been a lot happier. <laughs> yeah, it's always how it works, man. I uh, I don't know. Like I completely missed that fad. Again, that goes back to uh, engaging with Twitter more to see what, you know, and Reddit to see what's going on. This is how you jump on these things. Yeah, seriously. I had, so I had a buddy of mine last, about this time last year into the, you know, mid to late spring. He had sent, we were talking about, I forget what we were talking about. He's like, oh, you got to check out Wall Street Bets. And I was like, okay. So he looked at it and he sent me some, he goes, go watch this video first and you'll kind of understand what's going on. That is one of the funniest forums. I have ever joined in on talking about, oh, uh, well, I hope the stock goes up. I got to buy my wife's boyfriend, a, you know, a new engagement recruit <laughs> or, you know, I'm getting cucked by so-and-so. I guess I'm not eating any attendees today. <laughs> I think I saw one of your tweets, actually. I want to say it was you, and it probably was when it was like, because when everybody was hopping on the whole Wall Street bets thing, and you're like, dude, it's like, now I'm seeing the Wall Street bets, like all these hipsters coming in. I've been a part of this from the beginning. Yes, that was Is me. That you? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is not that everyone learned about this secret, quiet little forum that really nobody was talking about. I was like, Fuck, everybody knows now. This is going to suck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, that's so funny. Yeah, I uh, again, I'm oblivious to a lot of this stuff, so I need to, I need to get with it. But I mean, like, it is cool with the whole Robinhood and like all of them. Even with like what PayPal now, you could get stocks i mean it's just like there's so many incredible resources out there you get in to jump in and it's 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 gambling in a sense but at the same time it's uh it's fun it is fun until you start to see things go down <laughs> well i just never, i just i just never put in that much money to be like all right maybe i shouldn't have done that like i got in on like dave said buzz uh he just because that just went public a little couple weeks ago Two weeks, yeah, two weeks ago. I bought it. Uh, I just bought like 10 shares or something, but it's basically just stayed the same. And I'm like, all right, well, we'll see where this goes, maybe in the long run. But at the same time, I haven't lost all my money. True. I, I, your money uh, I, I did <laughs> with AMC. I, uh, <laughs> I bought it at 12, I think. And I'm hoping when uh, you know theaters open and things get going again, that could shoot up. Because I can see that being a peak of like twenty or something. What do you use, Robin Trade or Robin Hood? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You too, well. No, nah, I use uh, Charles Schwab. Schwab, okay. Well, I like use Schwab. Yeah, big deal, big player. I I got into it actually because of the whole Wall Street Wall Street bets thing. I set up an E Trade account because I was like, you know what? Because first of all, it's I'm at the age where it's it's time to start investing it's putting, actually putting like money smartly away. investing in that yeah stuff, right so i was I like that. so let me use this momentum let me sign up with an account let me put start putting some money in at least in the account and then we'll go from there i still haven't put it up into anything but i'm like at least i'm at that step where it, took the first something step. happens That's good. yeah exactly i mean hopefully another thread comes around you could hop in on it I know, but I don't want to be the dirty hipster that just you know jumps into Wall Street bets now. And Will's gonna hate me for it, so I I'm staying away. <laughs> dude, away you know what talks? Time. Fucking money, dude. Who cares? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> get, get your attendees. That's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can get you out of that shoebox. Oh, I I know. I need to. <laughs> or rearrange. Or my parents' basement. <laughs> well, you gotta get you gotta get your landlord on that yeah, basement. Yeah, yeah. I told uh, Brad earlier. Well. uh my apartment's basement is flooded in Philly, so I'm uh, 
crashing in my parents for a little bit. You got a pool table. It's not that bad. No, it's not. And my brother's uh, he's away on work, so I got the whole basement to myself. Can't complain. Oh, man cave. Dude, hell yeah, yeah, man. I never leave this place. Yeah. What, what do you need to leave for? Well, I mean, food in the kitchen upstairs, <laughs> but I'm right back down here, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it does suck paying for an apartment that you can't, that you don't live in. I've learned that. But uh, anyway, Will, thank you so much for coming on. It's always a pleasure to see you, man. And I'm glad we actually recorded one where this is going to go, you know, on the internet and not just like a file on my computer. Until you start to edit it, I'm just and you're just like, no, I can't use any of this. this <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not even gonna like when I know it's a good episode and this is the best part, like and it's seamless. I don't have to edit anything. It's beautiful. I just put in. I already made the intro. I just make the ending, and then that's it. The longest time is it just downloading and like uh, you know like converting and shit. Well, pause your LimeWire where you're downloading all that porn and just let let this do its thing. Yeah, I gotta I gotta empty that uh empty that file or that folder <laughs> that you that you named Lego Adventures. <laughs> That's why it never leaves the basement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember yeah, Legos, yeah. Bob? Go away. <laughs> Please knock before you come down. Thank you. <laughs> all right, man. A pleasure. Where could uh where could the people follow you on social media? Follow me at Glicker89 across all platforms. That's just to clarify, that's G Licker. Yeah, if you if you want to <laughs> it's fine, you can do that. <laughs> I prefer well, I, was tr- I was trying to make a sexual joke there. It didn't really land. <laughs> oh, there was a tingle down there. Don't worry. Okay, okay, good. No, I'm glad. All right, man. Thanks for coming on. Uh go follow the radio pod on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, follow the Naked Take on both platforms as well. Be Wakai uh, on all the social media platforms. This was a pleasure, guys, and uh, we're back. Oh, yes, I should have got. I should have. I got to figure out a way to insert like the Sam Ellinger clip in here. Let's see, it's, it's rebrand. We'll we'll uh, we'll add it in there. All right, sounds good, guys. I'm good now, right? All right, you too. Walking through the rain, trying to clear my head. The city never sleeps, but I'll find me a bed And close my eyes and try to escape All the lonely nights and the minimum wage And New York City sounds good right now the Times are hard, so let's drink to what we've got Take a shot, have some faith Singing these long days will be worth it when Shoulders. I'll drink to that. I'll drink to that. I'll drink to that. Now I'm walking to.